Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Well, it seems like it's been such a short amount of time, but it's really time now to get started with looking ahead to the 21-22 season with the calendar having ticked over to September. And before we had to the possibility of more of these deals going down, had to bring in Dan Feldman and of course, Danny to do our annual mock rookie extensions. Gentlemen, how are you? Doing well, Nate. How are you? I've uh, been uh, definitely enjoying my eating <laughs> so far uh, <laughs> in Rome. Um, the waistline of my pants, enjoying it also. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Dan, I've had all kinds of melted cheese. It, it's been amazing. Um, well, I've seen the Instagram of some other pictures that, that look delicious, or at least I could imagine some of them without the cheese. Well, actually... <laughs> You would you would like uh, for those who are just tuning in. Uh, Dan is uh, not a fan of melted cheese, um, and, and but you would actually really like some of the Roman pizza Altaglio because they sell a bunch of it without cheese. Like the the pizza is just the bread, and then they put toppings on it. And a lot of times it's just like vegetables or, or uh, even like sesame. It was, it's actually really good uh, even without the cheese, although not as good. So uh, yeah, get get some pizza in Rome, Dan. It's God, that sounds perfect. That's uh, uh, a whole city built around my uh, my culinary tastes. <laughs> and now that I've given you that tip, uh, of course, I, I assume that you will be giving my players all of the money. Here's uh, how we do this. Dan and Danny are the GMs. I am the player agent. We're going to go through the 2018 draft. And then also we have a few candidates as well who were either undrafted or second rounders who are eligible for extensions as well. So who's up first here, gentlemen? We got DeAndre Ayton. I think we're just going in pick order right deandre ayton number one pick with the suns i'm sure his pick number uh, will come up in uh, how you want to negotiate this <laughs> well that's actually not the number one thing that i will be bringing up uh because what i am going to bring up is deandre ayton's unbelievable playoff performance uh, and and you had uh, all sorts of commentators saying that it's really he's a no-brainer max uh, a lot of gms uh, have uh, apparently said that i think tim mcmahon mentioned that uh, on his podcast he's talked to many people where he's an obvious no-brainer Mac the Suns were useless without DeAndre Ayton on the floor there are a ton of guys in the conference that he's gonna have to guard over the next few years Anthony Davis Nikola Jokic one of the best maybe the best guy in the whole league guarding Nikola Jokic and then an evolving offensive player as well so great two-way center gonna evolve into a superstar and uh was in fact the number one overall pick in 2018 so uh we've seen what I would say is a less accomplished player in Shea Gilgis Alexander already getting maximum extension without a player option. Luca got the player option. Trey Young got the player option. I would like a uh, full max contract with a player option in the fifth year as well. 
Yeah, so as Dan Feldman, I, I got to figure out why we're negotiating here, because like you said, uh, three other players already got the max, and uh, I kind of thought DeAndre Ayton would get it from Phoenix already, but apparently there's a reason the Suns uh, haven't extended him yet, uh, so these mock Suns are, are going to try and figure this out. Uh, what I think we're going to offer is a five-year max. Uh, we're committed to you, you're committed to us. Uh, no option, uh, no escalators, no incentives, just a full five-year max. Well, this is actually going to be easier than I thought it would be. Uh, I, I'm going to just take it i think that's uh, that's reasonable um speaking now as nate rather than the negotiator i think shea gilders alexander is better than deandre ayton if i were the phoenix suns i actually would be taking the tack that they apparently are of trying to negotiate a little bit i don't think that you know if you look at the long-term salary structure deandre ayton as a second option offensively you know i'm not really sure about that even if he was you know a, a exceeded expectations in the playoffs this year and, and surely the suns are, are very aware of that uh they will be aware of that of, of course with mikhail bridges coming up here uh, as well but yeah sign me up for that i mean i, I think that getting the full five years guaranteed uh for a guy who hasn't had significant injury concerns although did miss 25 games due to suspension uh related to peds uh that sounds good to me uh any thoughts on that danny uh, from the peanut gallery like dan i'm surprised that a deal hasn't happened yet i mean i personally am i think that other than the no-brainer max guys i think the teams are like you know luca trey that kind of thing where it's like clear-cut all-nba level talent where i think teams can can at least consider being a little bit more aggressive because they're transferring a lot of risk for in this situation from player to team you know like deandre ayton could he get a three plus one a year from now yeah i think he, i think that's very possible but i don't think it's no-brainer definite no matter what happens this season health player performance everything like that so i have generally been reluctant in those circumstances to just give the guy especially when it's center i remember nate and i had this conversation with demarcus cousins years ago um, but generally, I would say that teams that have done that it has worked out. And you, uh, the interpersonal is very important here where the Suns just made the finals. It was an important part of it. Chris Paul's already locked up. Devin Booker has a long term contract. And so really, it's Aiton and Bridges that are the, uh, the kind of two moving pieces here yeah that, that's my thoughts as well um but you know so we go through it here i'm sure it's going to come up plenty you've got detroit out there with max cap space charlotte might be able to get there and they do need a center uh you know memphis is probably going to be around in the 20 20 million dollar range potentially they've been somewhat low to youth cap space though and that's not enough for deandre Ayton, of course and you know there really are not that many suitors uh the pels could have about 34 million in in space orlando could have a lot uh san antonio could have a lot so there are some teams that in theory you know a talent the level of deandre ayton really just hasn't become available but again you know we've seen this with so many of these guys where it's so obvious that the team is going to match anyway that they never get to any kind of restricted free agency um who's up next here Yep, number two pick, infamously number two pick, Marvin Bagley with the Kings. And uh, just curious, has a player ever gotten a starting salary in an extension that was less than his fourth year rookie scale salary? <laughs> well, has he ever been offered it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bagley makes about $11 million this year, uh, if memory serves, uh, which of course it does because I prepared rigorously. <laughs> R- rigorously, not rigorously, rigorously. <laughs> for, for Marvin Bagley. These, uh, potential uh, extension negotiations. Um, yeah. So, has anyone? Uh, maybe the other question is: uh, Has any player ever uh, requested a trade during a rookie extension <laughs> negotiations? Well, James Harden. Uh, 
I mean, at least kind of. I, I mean, it's great. Think, areas. I don't think Harden requested a trade. I mean, he think he was open to it, but yeah, I don't. I I mean, like, I, that's uh, I don't, yeah, I don't think there's actually like any reporting on that. Well, it's great. I I think to some degree it was. Oh yeah, well, it were, request welcome. I don't know. Like I said, great areas, but he clearly welcomed a trade to a team willing to pay him the max uh, when his current team would not. Um, so in any event, I, I don't think we really have a, a, a deal to be made here. Kings, you've been trying to trade me. You've got all these guys that you've brought in. You have 8 billion centers. Of course, I'm a power forward, so that shouldn't affect me. But uh, Well, power forward slash small forward. <laughs> if only Vlade were still here, I might actually uh, get paid. Uh, let's move on to number three overall pick. That's Luca. Already got his deal. The Memphis Grizzlies and Jaron Jackson, number four overall pick in 2018. So Grizzlies here, Darren, we're, we're a fan of, of your talent, but to be honest, you know, your, your health, your availability uh, are unknown. So we kind of want to bridge that gap, give you some security. Uh, we understand we're not going to make any illusions about this. This offer is not going to be quite as much as you could be worth, but because of your health issues, it could be worth way more than you're worth. We're not going to, you know, we're going to guarantee the whole thing. We're not going to put in any uh, injury protections. Uh, we want to take care of you if uh you know regardless uh and so this could work out for us it could work out uh better for you hopefully not hopefully it works out better for us obviously that'd be good for everybody then that sets you up to get even more in your next deal uh so we are offering four years 80 million 20 million per year yeah so was uh jonathan isaac kind of like a comp that you're you were using there to come to that that's kind of similar money to what he ended up getting uh it wasn't but uh yeah that makes sense uh we're <laughs> yes sure uh we'll, we'll stumble that. i guess it was the the same thought process led to a, a similar conclusion yeah yeah so uh, that's probably not going to be enough um but in the interest of negotiation i just want to understand your position a little bit more how much of this is based on concerns about health and how much of it is based on concerns about performance when health well, so like, a little bit of both i mean but, look well, at you so, to... so let me ask you I, maybe i'll ask another way let's assume that i didn't have any concerns about the health i was just you know considered a normal player you know and had played the way that i had so far in my career what kind of an offer would you be willing to make under those higher um you know we don't think i mean well obviously right we don't we don't necessarily think uh you've played like a max player yet but we think uh and some of this is just speaking aloud for the audience here i wouldn't necessarily say this to jaron jackson but like yeah. you know, we don't think you've played like a max player yet we think it's possible you get there possible you don't uh so we you know we'd want something below that uh, one thing with the uh not trying to do it in some way where it's not guaranteed is because we think we're going to want you on your team on our team no matter what over these next five years uh the four on the extension and so you know there's no scenario we can imagine where you can be hurt where you're like oh yeah we'd rather rather waive him and just have him off the team so we'd rather just pay less guarantee you more and we have you for better or worse healthy or not however that goes um you know the, some of this is related we do have some questions about your ability to handle physicality uh, and that results somewhat in play more so in health uh, but it's it's a somewhat of a related concern yeah so and let's actually give some important context here as well that Aiton deal uh the most that you can get uh is a five-year deal 172 million dollars um starts at 29.8 million goes up to 39.3 million in the final year of the deal you get the eight percent raises the most you could get over four years and this is again without any rose rule escalators the most you can get over four years is 133.3 million 
and a just for context if you got an offer sheet from another team with only the five percent raise instead of the eight uh that would be four years 127.9 million so those that's the context here you know when we're talking about 20 million dollars a year over four years that's basically uh about 60 percent of what the full max would be so so that's a pretty low number uh i mean i agree that the the max is not out there um you know could we do could we uh, i think what i would like to start with is a guarantee of let's call it 15 percent less than the max to start with with games played incentives increasing it up to the max. Hmm. Well, i do like the idea of a games played incentive um i i think that makes a lot of sense for for both sides uh, I don't know if I want to go that high. Um, what we could do, though, is what if we did uh, the 15% off that 80 million? And so we'll say if you play, how about 72 games, uh, you know, per year? So we'll break up that 15, you know, 15% each year. Uh, if you play 72 games, you'll get the full 15%. They'll be 72 or nothing. And uh, so then you can say it's 92 million in the press. Uh, you know, that that's the upside and you can present it that way. You can leak it. Uh, we'll leave that up to you. Well, so I think another good comp for Jaron Jackson Jr. is John Collins. What's John Collins' guarantee over four years? You know, I, I think I would be willing to take the same guarantee that John Collins has, uh, you know, over the first four years of his new deal that he signed. Uh, for uh, the record, that's, 98 million ah thank you danny I, I wonder why i guess did we do this alphabetically is that why feldman has all these at the beginning we did it no it's, it's east, east versus west. west oh gotcha okay so um, you'll, you'll hear don't worry you'll hear a lot more from danny soon <laughs> <laughs> um okay so so what was that number again danny so the first four years of collins contract um pay him 90 pay him 98.4 million 98.4 million so if we could start with that dan and then and that that be guaranteed and then we could bump up you know a 15 percent increase on that unlikely bonus uh based on games played you know big kind of uh you know call it like whatever the equivalent of like you know 28 minutes a game for 50 games or or six maybe we could call it 60 game um so maybe it wouldn't be games played in minutes um or, or maybe we'd make it like 60 we could make it progressive whatever we don't have to get into that but you know is that something you'd be open to sort of sort of basically like john collins money then but with an because I, I think jaron jackson jr has more upside than john collins just due to shooting ability and uh shot block is is that a structure that you'd be willing to? Yeah, the problem with the John Collins comparison is John Collins had to wait out until restricted free agency to get this. He he took the risk on himself. He uh he proved his his continuing evolution as a player. He proved he could contribute in the playoffs. Um, that might be the type of deal on the table if you want to play it out into restricted free agency. But we want to offer you some assurance now. So no, we're not willing to go that high. Just like the Hawks weren't willing to go that high uh, with John Collins uh in the extension talks. Like in the, in the extension that you know the team is accepting more risk by doing it a year early you know we'll see how next year goes i mean i understand it, it could go a certain way and uh, you're worth way more and in a lot of ways that'd be great for us and we won't complain and we'd be happy to pay you in the offseason but just jumping to john collins money now I, I i still think the jonathan isaac comparison makes more sense and we're willing to instead of just doing the 80 we're willing to add uh that bonus thing you're talking 60 games you can still miss a lot of games and play 60 that's why we said 72 was you know we're not nick, nick, you know making it 82 or anything that you got play every single game you things happen throughout the season uh, but that would at least 72 would show you're substantially healthy well here's the thing though you actually gain uh by uh locking me in for lower than my cap hold which is 27.5 million for next year uh and you actually are probably going to want to use some cap space
case with my capital you've got 17 million so you could get over 20 million if you lock me in uh, with this contract uh, with the the race so uh, i don't yeah but well we're 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 on, we're on good terms that you know I, i'm confident that uh if you want to play it off that's your preference we we respect that and uh i'm confident we could come to terms quickly next off season and then you know it, it, if your salary uh in the summer is below that cap hold you know then we could just sign you in and lock that in that way i i'm not too worried about that all right well i'll try one more argument because i'm not willing to go any any lower than this um if i play well you agree i'm getting the max next summer right i mean you, you're like that that's just the reality of like the, that i'll have offer sheets out there for that much like this is, i i was kind of i don't agree with that no no uh so would you say that i was on that sort of a track after my second year i i, I would i think so with the shooting um, ability, like taking eight threes a game i mean there's not that many teams with, with cap space is, is the catch um and some of them are going to be afraid we're just going to match so like in a vacuum were you on track to like as an unrestricted free agent get that yeah probably as a restricted free agent i don't know it's like not you know it's higher variance right you might you know, there might be a team that says okay well we'll load up an offer sheet with every good because we think we can convince the grizzlies not to match i think that's going to be a hard thing to sell i think it's very clear we we believe in you we're committed to you we view you as a centerpiece uh I think it's gonna be hard to find the market you want okay last offer 94 million dollars guaranteed over four years plus uh up to you know progressively up to 15 percent uh more based uh, on games play it was 94 yeah 94 million guaranteed and that could bump up an additional 15 percent uh overall so that's probably you know basically it'll end up being you know kind of like one i don't know what is that like 112 or something like that no less than that uh it'll be like like 107 108 i i could do 84 million guaranteed with the 15 percent at 72 games which would get you up to 96.6 yeah it's the number you could like that's uh that's the best i can do at this point yeah okay i think we're gonna have to agree to disagree on on that one um let's uh get to uh mo bamba with the well actually before we do that danny would love to hear your thoughts uh, on how that played out uh, with jaron jackson i think that was a reasonable way for it to to go I mean, where Jackson would believe that his play before this current season was sufficient to get us to get a real thing, but also that the Grizzlies don't need to commit to that right now. And yeah, Nate, you were right to bring up the um, the cap space the cap space part of this, but the numbers are high enough that it's it saves a couple of million if they can figure it out. But as as Dan brought up and I brought up in the early stuff, shifting risk from player to team in the case of a player who just missed so much time, I think that's hard for them to stomach. They have you know, and with a player who doesn't have like an insane amount of salary variance like even dan's like dan's richer offers here those are over over 20 million a year so yeah is getting his full max more expensive for the grizzlies than that yes but is the is the benefit of just knowing where this year goes worth that for them i would say so hey nate i'm curious as someone who you always talk about how you're more conservative from the player side on what they should take in extensions i know to some degree you're trying to uh guess how jaron jackson jr would approach this Uh, but what would you have recommended to him would you take my offer yeah i think i probably would have given given the injury concerns um but you know we're we're trying to make this a a a realistic outcome in fact perhaps uh, i think more so on this maybe than on the the uh the mock-off season because the mock-off season you kind of have more of an efficient market you know and it's just you you take what you can get here you're sort you've it's a a different calculation i think it's more just it's more useful as an exercise to try to get to where i think the parties really would be um but yeah i 
I think I would have uh but it is just with John Collins out there as a comp and also you know Jonathan Isaac basically like knowing that he was gonna miss the uh an entire year and to still get 70 million like to me like the Jonathan Isaac situation is like kind of my floor so mm-hmm. ultimately maybe I just wasn't that worried about that downside you know I, I mean j- to for Jonathan Isaac to get that extension coming off of where he was and I mean I I would say that at his best Jaron Jackson Jr. has flashed more potential and maybe even been more effective than Jonathan Isaac so and also you know the Grizz what else are they doing with their money um anyone who's seen our YouTube videos knows that I don't wear formal stuff all the time so when it's time to dress up rather than dress down I highly recommend Inochino they were the official outfitter of my wedding I got my tux from there all my groomsmen got their sport jackets from there as well I felt really good about having them be the outfit of my wedding because all my groomsmen were going to get stuff that they could continue to wear that fit them perfectly because when you go somewhere else you're not going to get something that's made for you so why not measure yourself in 10 minutes or visit a showroom rather than feeling like you're wearing somebody else's suit that they tried and failed to tailor for you and not only does Indochino have the suits that made them famous but now they've got everything blazers pants women's wear outerwear designed and made for you hundreds of high quality fabrics to choose from european wools linen cottons tons of colors tons of patterns you can customize things like the lapel the vents the pockets and you'll get a piece that is personalized for you in fit and style level up your game with indochino go to indochino.com use the code capspace user capspace we talk about all the time here on the program you get 10 percent off any purchase of 399 dollars or more that's 10 percent off at indochino i-n-d-o-c-h-i-n-o indochino.com and don't forget that capspace code to let them know that you came from us Right. but but anyway so yeah th- thanks for those thoughts and uh speaking of the orlando magic mo bamba uh, i will leave it to you magic uh especially because uh danny hasn't had a chance to talk for a while so uh what do you got for <laughs> mo here so we're in an interesting situation because um both you and wendell carter which will be the next negotiation here are we were drafted six and seven in 2018 and we hope that one or both we hope that both of you are worthy of being our center of the future um and but we're unsure in in each circumstance so so with mo i mean we drafted you we think that we think that there's potential there you had you've missed a bunch of time which is a concern um at, you know with with their health challenges last year but for me the bigger question isn't uh, are you going to miss time i mean that's that's relevant but it's are we sure that you're a starting caliber center and i will say unequivocally unambiguously that if you establish over the course of this season that you are a start, starting caliber center we will we will happily match or even negotiate a new uh, a negotiated contract with you before restricted free agency on at that level but we are not going to offer that now because we're not sure of it we're not sure you'll be on the floor we're not sure if you're going to play at that level so what we're thinking as a kind of like a fallback if you are if you are comfort if you're comfortable with this and if you say hey i don't want i want to i want to roll the dice and do everything what we were thinking was four years 32 million or if you would prefer eight million a year for a shorter term we could do that as well if you wanted it to be three years instead we won't do any player options but if you want it to be three years instead of four we would do that so that would be for so basically eight million a year for four years or for three years yeah so my qualifying offer at least as of now it could get reduced due to failure it could. To meet the starter criteria uh would be 10 million mm-hmm. it is tough to take less than that um now what is happening with with wendell carter jr anyway uh you know just uh you know i 
I guess it occurred to me at one point that you're either going to have us just like celebrity deathmatch for one of us to get the offer or or that you would do the uh the Markeefa and Marcus Morris thing where you just offer us a pool of money and make us negotiate how to split it up uh you know whatever you have earmarked for for starting center but yeah I, I mean I guess just I would want to have some assurance that you know I'm going to be able to like compete for a starting role Oh, you're absolutely going to compete for a starting role. Our in, our intention is e- whether or not one of you signs an extension. We'd we'd love for that to happen. Um, but if, no matter what, you're both getting significant opportunities to play. We're getting whoever is the we've talked with Jamal Mosley, and whoever is playing better is going to get the opportunity to close those games. And we will move the starters around. But everybody's going to have an opportunity. We can't guarantee you that you're going to have the starter job because we also can't guarantee that to Wendell Carter, whoever we think is better, and the one who has an extension. If the other one plays better there's a possibility that we agree to a a contract with the other player and then we trade you and you can get an opportunity somewhere else like if somebody wins the job outright we we will do right by you and we as the magic like we have an incentive to get this right but we also have an incentive to put you in the right circumstance and we want players to want to sign with us we want we want to do what we can potentially with 22 cap space depending on how this works out so yeah we will we that eight that eight million a year comes with the understanding that you will get a fair shot at both starting and closing games for the entire year um if we could do three years 27 million uh with the maximum possible raises so that we would have a a higher number to build an extension off of potentially after that uh you got me how about we do three we do 325 but then you can get an extra two million in incentives per year at fairly high margins so we'll we'll do it's a mix of game games played um games played and we can figure out some like reasonable performance incentives so that way you can actually get even higher so that would be 325 but it could raise up to 331 so if you play well you can build an extension even higher yeah it may be something we again we don't have to get too much into it but yes something based on like you know three point percentage and block shots or something sure something, something that's reachable individually uh, Ch- i would say challenging but reachable yeah uh okay sold okay so 325 with two million per year in incentives yeah and so my my goal here with bamba was like I, I was using Jakob Pertle as kind of a target, even though I think Pertle, I, I thought he had done more before this than than Bamba had. But even if he ends up being a backup center, like Bamba's twenty three right now, like I think that I think that if you needed to trade him, that would be okay. What do you think, Dan? I was surprised the deal that got done, and uh, I guess <laughs> well, on well, both I took sides, it pretty quickly. So uh... yeah, I, I was surprised he was offered that much, uh, but I also maybe surprised that Bamba would accept that. I mean the the long term. Uh, you know, I I don't know. He he's a he's had the coronavirus issues, um, inconsistent play before that. Like he, he could be a minimum guy uh, during during this time. But I'd have to imagine he fancies himself higher. So I guess I'm surprised on both counts. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I I sort of had the Avicha Zubats, Jakob Pertle, Robert Williams kind of in mind, and I well, think that Bamba has shown as much as those guys. So I, I mean, realistically, I think I, he had to say he hasn't made that much in his career either. But uh, you know, still a guy who maybe has some upside i don't know well the other part for me that we should remember when comparing him to like zubats and all those is that the expectation is the cap is going to be meaningfully higher over the right. course of this contract than it, than it was for those guys i mean like so one we're, we're 109 like la, like 21 2020 21 and when this contract starts we're thinking more like 119 and then 124 and then 131 so it kind of to me why i wanted that was the number that was in my head is that's the number that's what it's going to look like a zubats contract even though it's a little bit more right now 
Well, yeah, and uh, you know that that obviously came into mind a little bit for me in the in the Jaron situation as well. Um, so Wendell Carter Jr. <laughs> you just, uh, I, I mean, let's we, uh, you know, I think I'm way better than Bo Papa so far. <laughs> Uh, what do you offer me, Magic? Well, we're we'll offer you something pretty simple. I don't you, your statement that you that you've done better than him. Um, we we like you, Wendell. We like you a lot. We think that there's potential there. Um, but we this is not the group that drafted you. We acquired you in the Vooch trade, which we're very happy to have you, of course. But we're thinking twenty two million over three years. Um, and then we could do incentives to push it over. So a little bit less than Bomba to reflect how we how we feel about it. And uh, if if we're in the same ballpark, we can keep negotiating. If you think I'm going to win the job, I'm going to be a 15 million dollar year center. We totally understand, respect that. We will give you the opportunity to do it. Yeah, I, I mean, I you know I don't see why like Jared Allen is so much better than me. Frankly, like I I've, I think I've played pretty well. I've been like an important defensive player at times. Uh, so and I'm way I'm gonna kick the shit out of Mo Bamba, and you're gonna look stupid. So uh, yeah, no, it, 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 unless we're in like the 13 14 million a year ballpark for you okay. dan what do you think there well like i i mean maybe we should have done this slightly differently where the magic have somewhat negotiations with both before locking one in because it, yeah. it does sound a little absurd uh when, when carter gets a lower offer than bomba um I don't think Wendell Carter is worth what he's asking for there, but that also might be a very realistic uh, portrayal of what he's asking for. And for me, I think I think the Magic value Bamba more. I, I'm guessing, you know, th- it's the whole thing. If you drafted the guy, he got. I think he got more of the opportunities personally. Um, like when they kind of. Yeah. So I like. I think Wendell Carter is a better player as well. Actually, that's not true. Carter started 19 at the games. So he started more, but Car- but Bamba was also out some of that time, so it was hard to. It's not really apples to apples. Bamba yeah, was I, out really. <laughs> Sorry, I just want. Shouldn't say that actually since he got since he got COVID. That's probably that's not a, a fair thing to say. But uh yeah, sorry, you were saying Dan. Oh, I was just I, I wonder where patience is in Orlando for Mo Bamba as a basketball player. I understand they drafted him, but uh yeah. I wonder. Well, well have you yeah. seen his wingspan? <laughs> you were you aware what his wingspan is? Um you know about his, his jumper too. <laughs> uh okay, who's next here? Next up is the number eight pick in this draft, Colin Sexton. And some of us in this conversation were surprised that he is still on the Cavs. And from Cleveland's perspective, now that we've paid Jared Allen, we've brought in Lowry Marketing, we are not looking to be, I mean, obviously in a, in a dream world, we would be. We're not, we, we don't really have cap space aspirations for 2022. So the consequences for us of not coming to an agreement of how, or, you know, doing anything else, like we're not losing out in that respect. It's not like coming to a lower deal. We're going to really get some value there. So your, your cap hold is roughly $19 million. And we're trying to figure out where you fit in with this new version of the Cavs. We like you. We think you're definitely going to be in our in our rotation. But is starting you next to Darius Garland? Maybe you're better than him eventually, but maybe you're maybe you're not. And so maybe your best role is coming off the bench, being a spark plug, and still closing games when you're doing well. Maybe kind of like Lou Williams has done. Um, but you're younger, and we'll see where your game goes. So that that creates a challenge for us in terms of offering. And so we're we're going to make an offer like the way that I think of it as a as a low end like kind of like a, a lower end starter is we could do four years or five years that's fine but so we're thinking about 13 million years that'd be four years 52 and we totally understand if you think i'm a 20 million dollar player you're gonna do that like with more power to you we'll yeah. see if you well, prove no, it we'll I, match let it let me correct you i i think i'm a 25 million dollar player I, that's I okay 24 24 points you want to be to pass 
more i increased my uh, assist average per game by almost 50 percent last year. almost 50 percent <laughs> yeah up to four 4.4 assists per game that's actually like not terrible for a shooting guard anymore uh 37 percent for three career 39 percent three-point shooter um you know 83 percent from the line it had some ridiculous scoring games so uh true shooting percentage like in my third year like slightly above the league average like what else did you want me to do last year like you've been talking me up as like this franchise cornerstone um you know i, I think i'm doing you a favor by not asking for the mac we'd love it if you played a little bit more defense but our our concern i we think that you're a wonderful talent especially offensively defensively we'll have to see but the challenge is how do you fit in on a on a successful team you you can you oh, as a start like you obviously talented player we know we've talked about how we want to have you in the rotation but can are you the best offensive player on a successful offensive team are you the second or third best and if we're you know with all the other money that we're paying these guys if it ends up being you know you think of yourself as 25 million dollar player that's totally reasonable you can do that if you want but if we give you 20 million now and you don't and you don't perform then we're basically we're probably so far apart at this point yeah well i here i'll say what my next offer was going to be was uh 18 million a year so that would be if you wanted to do it over four that would be four years 72 yeah i mean that that's just not going to be close enough 24 points a game on like average efficiency at age 22 i mean that's not you know troy troy weaver's out there with 44 million in cap space and uh i think he's still kind of into points per game um so yeah let's uh let's move on here dan all right i guess we are to the phoenix suns again and mikhail bridges uh um, oh, no no i was just waiting for your comment. thoughts he technically kevin knox is next <laughs> yeah, yeah. oh uh well my comment on it is it's hard for the cavaliers nate nate was absolutely right to bring up uh the idea that uh you know the, the Cavs have treated him like a franchise player this big rising star and now you want to shortchange him an extension uh which is probably the right thing for danny to do with the Cavs, uh because colin sexton does have some glaring flaws he has some talent a lot of talent to uh i think the Cavs screwed up by getting in the situation where that conversation is happening uh where there's such a disconnect between how he was and he's done all the right things and he's improved and he's he's playing better uh but not up to the level that they hyped him up to and and now maybe you want to trade him but maybe the offers aren't there and uh the Cavs got themselves into this mess and uh i i think the offer would have been higher in in real life from the Cavs. i also think uh sexton's asking price might have been higher than the real offer obviously so far it has been uh so i think both of those might have been i i guess i don't know where nate would have settled well well, well how look at this look at it this way from colin sexton's perspective look at all these fucking bullshit players the Cavs have paid yeah. jared allen is making 20 <laughs> million a year like it, i'm way better than jared allen. lowry market is 64 million you extended kevin love for 30 million dollars a year jenny osmond is making eight million he can't play at all come yeah. on so the cast <laughs> you're gonna pay these guys you're not gonna pay me I mean, the cast say, sorry, two years sorry we paid these guys we don't have any money left for you wish we did <laughs> <laughs> sorry dad i didn't mean to take it out on you i know you're you're not you're not the mock caps no and, and i mean and sexton sexton to me is a very sympathetic figure in all this because he's like some of the other guys like they kind of committed before they knew whether things worked out and so like i mean jenny osman like it's not like it's jenny's fault i mean to a certain extent and, and with love like he got overpaid but w- there's also just the nature of how i see these non-max extensions which is basically like yeah if, if sexton earns a max contract and i think it's very possible that he gets one in restricted free agency then you pay it but for the Cavs, doing that right now like i don't think of sexton as the like trey young luca level of player so like this is the area where i disagree most with other general managers and sexton is pro- actually maybe the perfect reflection of that um technically next would be uh kevin knox i don't think we need to really go there 
there. Like there's not there's not really any any no. I, I think no no formal offers made is pre, is pretty fair. Do you agree with me, Nate? Well, uh, you don't want to offer a four year minimum. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not you, Dan. Ah. Hey, uh, how do Diallo? Would it have been smart for him to take that last year? Uh, okay, who, who's up next after Kevin Knox, uh, number nine overall pick, 2018? Now we are on to Mikel Bridges and the Phoenix Suns once again. Uh, and uh, we're obviously a big fan of your play. We'd like to offer you 20 million a year, four years, 80 million. Ooh, boy, I wish I could wait until Michael Porter Jr. went. Uh, but uh, that's not the way that we're doing this necessarily. Probably in, in real life, I'm guessing actually that Michael Porter Jr. will reach an extension before Mikel bridges does but i mean if you want to do those back i got i got porter we could do those the other direction <laughs> um i think i, I think we'll continue right and that's actually that's a pretty good uh opening offer phoenix I, i'm actually pretty pretty pleased with that and you know of course trying to keep this uh this team together is uh really important to you guys um you know i this is it's tough for me i will be honest here speaking you know breaking the fourth wall it's tough to come up with a comp for this player type that's much higher than 20 million a year at this point in time i mean you know you could point out that Otto porter you know got a four-year max from the brooklyn Nets, but you know that was a different cap environment you still had the uh the rising cap uh, at that point there isn't that team out there like the nets also i think honestly that people probably learned from that contract being a mistake that you just don't offer the Mac to a player like you know Nick Batum was another one I mean that contract really turned out poorly um so uh, it, like I I would just sign 20 million dollars a year if, if our bridges earmuffs Dan uh <laughs> but yeah I, I'll say this Phoenix if you can get me to 22 million guaranteed plus some reachable incentives for another 2 million a year and I could win the press conference um actually here like maybe we could, between reachable and unreachable incentives if I can win the press conferences with four years 100 million and you know it ends up being more like uh 87 million dollars 88 million dollars guaranteed uh we got a deal i think we win the press conference with 20 million when when some like talk came out that oh mikhail bridges could get 20 million on extension people were like whoa like casual fans a lot of them were like whoa this is uh you know wow uh who's mikhail bridges you know so i i think 80 million wins you the press conference well but you didn't hear what i just said dan that was just for that was just for uh, <laughs> i'm I even for... pretend well you know how i negotiate i would say the same thing if i didn't hear what you just said but i um what if we did uh four years 82 then you can say you're making more than 20 million a year well, give me. Oh God, do I really want to do this? I'm just talking about what the incentives should be. Um, I see. It's hard for to put in incentives for a player like you that aren't going to be. I mean, I guess we could do something well, think, about team. Yeah, no, I, I think I think that's team based incentives. Is you know second round of the playoffs, third round of the playoffs. You know that that type of thing. You know where the Suns are being a contender over the next yeah. few years. Uh, you know, proving that you know you're getting into a situation where you're a factor in the Western Conference. That's what Mikhail Bridges is supposed to bring. Like traditional stats aren't going to do much for you with that. I like uh, and this. Type I like that idea. Uh, I like like that idea um something like that i'm gonna uh i'm gonna take it to ownership oh wait i'm, I'm sorry i i just heard from ownership they are not comfortable doing something like that uh going into the playoffs ending the regular season going past the trade deadline not knowing what the luxury tax liability will be on their contract on your contract uh i like the idea don't make me the bad guy i'm sorry I, but i did hear from ownership that they're not open to that uh could we make it wins through the trade deadline <laughs> <laughs> my first question is can we is that allowed i i don't understand why it wouldn't be honestly i mean it's just it's based on a stat like you could it, it would probably be win percentage as yeah of. yeah it's, it's you'd have to like do that. it like a couple weeks 
weeks before the trade deadline so that we could uh, figure out whether we need to dump somebody, right? You can't just do it on trade deadline day and like, oh, no, now what do we do? Well, I mean, you'd have a pretty good idea of whether they were going to hit the number unless it was like you were right on it. Like, Yeah, you could, you'd know whether it was a possibility or not. Uh, although, you know, it wouldn't be the first time that Robert Sarver got a little unreasonable when it, when it came to money. Although I will give him credit for paying up for DeAndre Ayton. Of course, uh, if only Mikhail Bridges had, was a different kind of wildcat than the one he is, sure. <laughs> getting paid more is it possible to do wins in a previous season so that way we know going into the next year or you know how far you go in the playoffs the previous year i don't that i would be surprised i don't think you can but i'm not sure uh okay how how about this um let's do can we do 85 million guaranteed and then a million dollar bonus each year for making the second round so we're just starting at 80 straight so let's leave it as the the 20 million per year base salary and we'll do um uh, let's do h- half a million for uh you're you're gonna start with an offer of 80 million and then just like not increase it at all what kind of negotiation is oh, that? i'm increasing you interrupted me while i'm increasing it let's do uh half a million for second round half a million for conference finals half a million for finals half a million for winning a championship Wait, so but we're, didn't we're... you just offer me 82 million dollars guaranteed and now you're going back to 80 guaranteed yeah but there's uh this could be up to 88 we could do 82 or we could do the 80 up to 88 i thought this was more what you're looking for with the the, the higher yeah, ups. No, no actually what i was looking for is 100 million that, that's what well, i was looking sure for. of course uh, <laughs> i mean I, I thought this was a better offer than the 82 because it could be 88 yeah this is this is getting close to where i think i might actually be able to get it for more than where it's where i don't think it would be like prohibitively expensive you know this like og Anobi, who i am more accomplished than no health issues was 18 million the cap is going up played well in the playoffs all right how about just four for how about 484 just straight all right she fucking sarver <laughs> so this was me trying to bridge the gap a little bit i think personally i, I would have gone higher on that i'm a big fan of mikhail bridges i i think he's worth that but i'm trying to and part of this is just that part of that when we say is going higher part of that is like what i think he'll be worth but i am a believer like the team if you're extending him a year early uh, the team should be getting something there yeah i'm really fascinated to see where he's going to come in what what do you make of this danny i think that the the lack of real comps here makes this such a challenging negotiation because bridges is extremely talented in his own role and he i think he has some potential to do more but he also doesn't have the opportunity in phoenix you know i Unless somebody gets hurt, he's, Bridges not going to have the ball in his hands that much more than he did at certain points last year in the playoffs. And so I think for him, like getting this is life changing. Like, I think Bridges is a, is to me a, a great reflection of how contracts rising really helps players like that. Where yeah, he might not get the max, but this is still fantastic money for him. Like I, I would be very frustrated with Bridges personally if he turned down this kind of money because yeah, is it possible that he gets more? Sure, but like this is life changing for him, and he doesn't have like these surefire max upside due to his role and everything else that some of the other guys in in rookie classes do so like if he can get 20 million a year but maybe that's just me thinking about because we're not in this net the next cap environment maybe i'm just unfairly like i'm i'm anchoring too low well it's just i agree with you it is hard to find comps of a three and d player making over 20 million you know other than Otto porter i mean am i forgetting anybody i mean nick batum was sort of that but even he was doing more on the ball and that was 2016 which is and he was right in his prime an unrestricted free agent um so yeah and it's just it's you know bridget i think he'd get a little bit stronger it's just it's tough for him too because it's like three and d is one of the is an important skill 
skill set, but also somewhat of a nebulous one. And if you're on a team that disappoints a little bit, all of a sudden you're you're not viewed as valuable. You know, I mean, if you look at like someone like Danny Green, who doesn't quite have Bridges' size and uh, or like ability to do anything off the dribble, but you know, he's never made more than 15 million in a season, and those have been on like short-term deals for a while. So it's uh, yeah. Other than Otto Porter and Batum, I don't think there's anyone else out there. I mean, he'll be kind of the third highest paid three and D guy ever. Um, so I mean, it's probably insulting to call Clay Thompson three and D. I assume in this discussion. Yeah, I mean, if you're t- if you're averaging over 20 a game, then yeah, probably beyond. Because because I think what Nate what the part of the three and D is low usage, and I think Clay's usage yeah. is higher than we would expect for Bridges. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah I mean, Bridges is a very usage. Now he he made one uh, three pointer off the dribble. Uh, you know. <laughs> Man, I just love American Giant. Just an amazing clothing company. I was reminded again of how much I love it when I drove from California to Montana over the All-Star break. And you know what it's like when you're on a long road trip and it's cold, particularly when it starts off warm in the Bay and then we get into some really cold areas. You're like, well, I don't want to wear like my jacket in the car, but then I get out to fill gas. I'm going to be freezing. But the American Giant hoodie was perfect because despite being made out of a nice heavy material that'll keep you warm it's not too hot as well so i was able to wear it in the car not be too hot step out of the car and still be warm enough when i was filling up gas or going into a restaurant or something that i didn't feel like i needed my jacket even when it was cold outside these things are amazingly durable i proposed to my wife wearing an american giant hoodie in the grand canyon almost seven years ago i still own that same hoodie i still wear it constantly and american giant has since spread out into all sorts uh, of other types of clothing like their premium slub crew tee the no bs high-rise pant the slim roughneck pant featured in giant magazine issue two every american giant piece is made in america and designed to last no exceptions and it provides year-round comfort so find a closet staple for every part of your spring days at american-giant.com and get 20 percent off your first order when you use that finger code capspace at checkout you remember we talk about capspace all the time here on the program that's 20 percent off your first order at american-giant.com don't forget that cap space code to let them know you came from us <laughs> all right let's uh let's move on the number 11 overall pick is shay that was shay so he's done already got the max uh who did the clippers take at 12 again anyway was that uh oh no i'm sorry this is uh miles bridges <laughs> this is miles bridges and yeah. um Horneteer, we really like you miles we're still trying to figure out our front court rotation um you know we have gordon hayward and and lamella ball and we figured working with the centers and pj washington everything we really like you and we we expect that you will be a part of the hornets long term you made some real strides last year a little bit i mean you shot 40 percent from three last year but we're not sure you were in the lower 30s before that kind of want to see if that moves on so our our thought for a starting point was 15 million a year so that would be four years 60 million we think that's a completely fair offer we're not going to go too much higher than that right now but we also think that's a level of contract that you could accept that gives you really secure money and a clear place in our in our rotation moving forward so that first offer is four years 60 million correct um, yeah i mean a career 35 percent three-point shooter and, and have been improving so and i think got way better defensively yes last year uh good rebounder as well uh, for the kind of small forward power forward hybrid um but yeah i mean being getting much better 
there as an individual defender obviously it was huge um i'll tell you what if you can get to 17 million a year uh you got me uh let's do 16 million a year and then 1 million a year in challenging but reachable incentives uh how about for making the playoff sure if you want if you'd rather have a team one than an individual one that's fine yeah yeah let's do that that'll that'll be a it's a good reachable incentive yeah I, okay I mean, so that's I, gonna think, be four yeah. years four years 64 million with um one million per season if they make the playoffs yeah so this this one i was a little bit you know again he's he's like a little bit different maybe than a three and d guy also can play the four so that maybe gives you some more versatility but not as established as a defender uh, as someone like uh his uh namesake bridges in in phoenix but bringing kelly Oubre, i was a little worried there he pj washington maybe is going to play more four this year as well you know, he's kind of part of this also they brought in kai jones like there are guys at, at this position uh you know gordon hayward is going to play more like part of why bridges was able to establish himself was hayward being out the last month so i was a little bit worried about some downside risk here maybe from the three-point shooting as well uh and you know not a guy who i think has a ton of upside as like a score or anything where he's going to absolutely blow up so i i think this is pretty decent value for bridges i i wasn't going to hold out for for that much more what do you think dan yeah this seems uh, uh pretty fair to me it is getting a little crowd he has talent uh some upside um you know i i don't necessarily love this uh for charlotte uh because it I think this is locking in and not to the best case scenario. I think this is appropriately in the middle ground of best case, worst case, but I, I think it's probably a little more player friendly than team friendly. I think so. Part of it for me is thinking about where, you know, positional value is really high for forwards. The scarcity issue is very present and where things are going. Like, I mean, you it's true that there aren't that many teams that have cap space next year, but bridges to me feels like somebody who like is going to get more than the mid-level exception because forward forward sized players who can play and who can, especially if they can viably start, which I think Bridges is moving. He's in that direction now. It, they're just, I, I don't think he's going to get 20 million a year if he gets restricted for agency, but I don't think it's off the table. And 15 mil, like I think of that with where the league is going is roughly mid-level exception money. It's going to be a little richer over the first couple of years, but with raises and everything like that. So I thought about offering like 13 million a year and I'm like, ah, that's getting a little too cute. Like, yeah. And, and, and I don't think, I don't think he would take anything less right. than 15 million. And he may have high, higher aspirations uh, than that, but uh, it's, it's, uh, I'm really interested to see kind of what the new environment is because it's, I mean, nobody signed a restricted free agent offer sheets here, right? I mean, like it kind of got worked out like Lonzo moved, yeah. but that's the only one really, right? Well, Markkinen moved. Uh, yeah, Markkinen. That's through sign and trade. Yeah. And and Devontae through sign and trade. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. Those were kind of the three, but yeah, I mean, it seemed like most of these guys who had any kind of a track record ended up getting paid. I don't know. He, he this one, he might have higher expectations. I was just that the way that he improved again on three and D last year, I was like, I really don't want that to regress. Uh, you know, the, the, the Hornets are exciting. If the Hornets disappoint next year, you know, that could kind of change things as well. Like there's this feeling that like everything is on the up and up in Charlotte right now. And, uh, we're, they're really going to improve and they're just, there's this huge upward trajectory and you know, that might not be the case next year. So, so I'll, I'll tell you, take advantage of that. For me, part of it was also the idea of, um, for Charlotte of, well, what if he just straight up leaves? And like, I don't think like basically if almost everybody walked for them they would be at roughly you know like 15 to 20 million i don't think 
they can do better than Bridges for 15 to 20 million next year. So it's kind of at the point where if you lock it up and if he outperforms that, then you could theoretically trade him if you wanted somebody else. Like it's a, it's a weird negotiation, but I, I, you know, I think, I think that we ended up in a workable place. Um, Next up would be Jerome Robinson. He was the 13th pick, but he already had an option decline. So instead we get the player drafted immediately after him. And that's Michael Porter Jr. Uh, Nuggets here. We want to offer you the max. However, uh, we are not going to fully guarantee it. Um, we can talk about the best way to, to handle this. One idea we had was uh, we'd guarantee the first two years, and then it'd kind of be rolling based on maybe maybe we keep, even keep it simple, right? The, the final three years start off as unguaranteed, uh, but the amount that guarantees is the percentage of games you played the prior year. So you play every game, the next season is 100% guaranteed. You play half the games, it's half guaranteed. All right, so, so how many years are guaranteed at the start? Two are guaranteed to start and then your third year will be based on your second year your fourth year based on your third year your fifth year based on your fourth year you know i mean we can look at joel Embiid as great as he was as great as he looked before his rookie scale extension you know he had significant uh unguaranteed amounts uh you know for, because of injury i mean haven't i basically played every i haven't had any absences really other than covid related over the last two years have i then you'll get the max yeah I, I mean there's no way you're only getting out of here with two years guaranteed when you could offer five i mean if I, you you don't sound worried about it I, I will do four years guaranteed with a fifth that guarantees based on playing 60 percent of games in year three uh, how about how about three years guaranteed fourth half guaranteed fifth unguaranteed and i guess i guess it would probably make most sense to put that as a team option rather than unguaranteed but that'd help both of us uh no because it would have to have some sort of a guarantee trigger for for us which i don't think the app so um no i don't want to just leave it in your discretion but but in any event no that that's as low as i'm willing to go is a fifth non-guaranteed year if you're not willing to do that i mean it you know pretty much everyone was saying that this is a no-brainer max so uh, but it's clearly not because it hasn't is it has it hasn't happened yet Eh, well i mean that's i don't control that uh, and also i'll say this too like uh, with my client's personality like he believes he's a max player that's why we're paying him the max he's produced at that level uh and i mean we all know the red flags coming into the draft i don't think those just disappeared because he stayed healthy so far for some time i mean you're you know you say the last couple of years and you're conveniently excluding before that and what the the risk like i don't think that risk disappeared uh and i think part of the risk going in was the idea that how long until this goes bad uh just because it hasn't yet i don't think i don't think that's off the table um i mean you say like only the fifth year you're, you're willing to budget I, I guaranteed half of the fourth year what do you think the odds are that that uh porter is so hurt that we just want him off the team in year four and are willing to pay half a max salary anyway like the the odds are that even if he's kind of hurt we'll probably keep him through that fourth year and figure it out anyway like it'd have to be so devastating uh and the odds are against that final offer is uh one unguaranteed year at the end come on nuggets you guys you guys pay people you're trying to build a culture here i've done everything that you asked me to do over the last couple of years what was that i said i've i've done everything that you asked me to do over the last couple of years well that's 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 not that's not really true uh that's not really true uh we've asked you not to make some of these dumb public statements that you've made uh you know well, we, I, we've got a asked, podcast now, so those 
those are taken out of context everyone just listen to the podcast and i will uh, michael singer wrote a great article about that uh, uh, and uh so i'm uh th- that's it like the just the the level that i produced that uh is uh, that's that's the offer you can get one unguaranteed year based on the health history that's it so uh, no more prevaricating either yes or no i'm happy to go into the season and, and uh, i'm sure i'll put up big numbers with jamal murray out well first of all the idea that we'll be comforted by you having a podcast is uh is something uh <laughs> second <laughs> Man, you know, because the problem for us thinking aloud a little bit is if you're more likely to be healthy next year, I'll probably be fine. You're probably going to get big offer sheets. Like, somebody's going to not be worried about the long-term risk probably but that team also might really regret it and we don't want that to be us being stuck with that all right what if this probably doesn't make a difference i just want to throw this out there what if we make it very clear that you know the the both gear you know the the half guarantee in the fourth year and the unguaranteed in the fifth year are very clearly tied to you know previous health issues we're not as anything new will not be a cause to to get rid of you Okay, so so it would be more along the lines of the impede, where if I miss right. time due to the back, uh, then right, all right, yeah. So so basically, I like can exhibit three on the back. Yeah. So, uh, well, but that yeah, and tie that to half guaranteed fourth year, unguaranteed fifth year. Okay, but when do you have to make the decision on it? Uh, we, I'd say let's put it. Uh, we'll give you an early date on both of them. Let's do. Uh, how about uh, the day after the draft? Well, what was it for Embiid? Was it wasn't it like a year before? Essentially, like I think that's a good analog here. So we had to play a certain number of minutes in three of the first four seasons. So uh, to get that fifth year, so that might have been even a little bit more protection for the team than than we're talking about. Well, there was also like the exhibit three aspect of it, though, right? Like, how did how did that work? Uh, I mean, Zach Lowe described it as perhaps the most complex in NBA history. So, if you could summarize it in a sentence or two, that would be great, Dan. <laughs> For anybody listening, uh, this, the silence is, I'm sure will be truncated. But there's a long pause where I'm scrambling to to find any details about this uh extension publicly reported uh I'm, I'm looking for it too by the way i'm not being i know you are and then for you to pin it that's why it's funny for you to be like all right dan explain this in one to two sentences yeah well obviously that's a, um, i don't know if the audience will get it without the very long silence <laughs> um all right well, well, well let's say how about this let's make it that uh if i'm not waived i have to be waived six months before or we'll call it call it by like february 1st before year four well, the catch is like five. waving you while you still have that guaranteed money. What about this? How about we just make it uh, one day after our season ends uh, each year? So because it's so weird figuring this out during a season while like while you still have that guaranteed money. Like, are we going to eat your year yeah. three money in the middle of that year? That that stinks. Like, how about just the day after the season ends for both year four and year five? Like okay, leading. So that's fine. That's fine. And the guarantee, as long as I don't miss games for. Uh, so so the contract is fully protected unless uh except for injury due to the back yep all right got it the second most complex extension in <laughs> nba history is complete slightly less complex than my initial off man it is crazy to think that i've been working with helix sleep since 2015 and i think that's because my story with them seems to really resonate with listeners if you've never heard it before that was kind of the beginning of the direct-to-consumer boom and there was another very prominent mattress company at that time that was trying to convince you that mattresses were one size fits all they found the one formula the one mattress that was going to work for everyone my then girlfriend now wife and i ordered that mattress we ended up having to return it because hey guess what not everyone 
is the same and then she did some more research and found helix sleep we took their sleep quiz and we found a mattress that actually worked for us and our body types and uh, helix offers 20 unique mattresses everybody sleeps differently and helix mattresses are designed for specific sleep positions and field preferences hot or cold side sleeper back sleeper so take that helix sleep quiz find your perfect mattress in under two minutes and it's shipped straight to your door, free of charge. It's no risk because you really need to sleep on the mattress in your own home. You're like, well, how should I order this if I can't sleep? I'm like, yeah, you're not going to learn anything by going to the mattress store and sleeping on the mattress where do I take my shoes off? Do I leave my shoes on? But then my feet kind of hang off the bed because I don't want to put my shoes on the bed. And is it weird that I'm laying here for more than 30 seconds? You can't tell anything under those circumstances. You might as well just order it, get it sent to your house get that 100 night trial they're 10 to 15 year warranty depending on the model and there's never been a better time to try a helix sleep mattress because they are offering 20 percent off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash capspace easier slash capspace we talk about all the time here on the program that's helixsleep.com slash capspace this is their best offer yet i can attest to that since i've been working with them for nine years and it won't last long with helix better sleep starts now don't forget that slash capspace url to let them know that you came from us uh okay Who, who's up next here we can uh we could probably move things along a little little bit quicker yeah, here that that, yeah, that, that, that one was always gonna be difficult we we definitely can with uh troy brown jr like as the bulls we like troy brown jr but there really aren't extensions done in this realm where it's like clearly it's i mean they're not giving him anything close to 10 million so i i, I think we can we can move on without a formal offer does that seem reasonable yes yes it does uh zyra smith had his option declined so he is thus ineligible for a rookie scale extension now we have Dante DiVincenzo. Um, as the Bucks, this is a challenging negotiation that we have made even more nuanced with the addition of Grayson Allen, who will come up later in this later in this podcast. And DiVincenzo, like he, the, with him, two guard size, a, an important part of the Bucks team last year even though they did win the championship with with him hurt and i don't i don't know if we've heard anything more specific on like how like how this tendon issue is going to affect him moving forward but it's you know for for from milwaukee's perspective obviously the the cap hold parts of this divincenzo's 14 million that doesn't matter to us really at all because we're well over the cap and all that so it's just about minimizing our long-term expenditures and if we can you know if we can mitigate some risk that'd be great too but we don't have to so what we were thinking is especially with the injury right now and we don't know how it's going to go we're thinking 13 million a year for four years yeah if you can get to 15 you got a deal Hmm. i mean obviously i have value around the league like i was the basically the only asset in that bogdanovich deal and you're able to offer yeah but you're, you're basically at that. that point at 15 you're basically getting what bogdanovich made so then from sacramento it's like yeah you can get a young player well, and all well that. bogdanovich is making 18 remember he didn't take he yeah. wasn't willing to take 15 that's why the whole thing <laughs> fell apart uh let's go to let's go to 14 and put a, um, a million a year in reasonable incentives and then we got it i don't want to go to full, a full 15 that's a lot for us to commit to as things move um but 14 with some 14 with that so you can win the press conference with 15 million you can get that four for 60 on the on the tweets but then the actual thing is a little bit less than that yeah it's winning twitter by the way did, did, were you aware of that actually that uh the twitter website there are like winners and losers and like you should be you should be competing with the with other people on twitter to, to win or lose so were you aware of that but uh and anyway as long as i can win that yeah yeah let's let's do it feldman what do you think of that yeah that seems pretty fair uh it was you know 13 seemed like a too big of a bargain uh for the team 
uh, and then 15, I'm like, whoa, is Dante DiVincenzo worth that? Uh, so somewhere in that, that range, yeah, I think that was pretty Which, perfect. incidentally, is also exactly his cap hold, which is a, it doesn't matter in this circumstance, but it's kind of funny that that is, like, really... It, I didn't tether to that, but it was just kind of like, yeah, that feels about right. Um, yeah, and I think, like, the injury issue, and, and we may find out that this injury is, you know, going to be more of an issue than we thought it was. Sure. Um, also, honestly, for the Bucks, like, having that kind of mid-level salary to trade, I think, is something that's going to be important. It, and having it to trade next off season in 22 could be really useful too, because if, if DiVincenzo, if you wait until restricted and you match an offer sheet, then you're basically having him on roster until the deadline of that year. So there's a little bit more flexibility if you think the offer is reasonable. Yeah. Now, if the Bucks wanted to trade DiVincenzo next year, this basically is going to uh, preclude, or, yes. or during this upcoming season, that's going to preclude that. Um, okay. How about uh, Lonnie Walker? This will be an interesting one, Spurs. What, what are you willing to offer here? Uh, we would offer uh, four years, uh, $40 million dollars hmm what's the how am i looking as far as like my role on the team see we don't know that's that's the problem is you know <laughs> the, the amount of playing time you've gotten with our other guards we've already locked it like we just don't know how that's gonna look uh this might to be honest this might be a way too much debate it might be not nearly enough uh there's there's a lot of confusion about how you're gonna fit in here and really uh what your ability is uh I, but i'd say more so with the fit uh it seems like well i mean injuries factored but maybe we should have prioritized getting our young guys on the court together more well i think that you know kind of given the uncertainty i would like to get paid something I would say that like Dante Exum is a good analog for Lonnie Walker. And he basically got like three years, 30 million. So what I would like to do is, you know, locking in for four years at 10 million a year. That's a little concerning to me. I might be willing to take a little lower annual salary on a two plus one. If if we could do that, you know, could we do like three years, 27 million on a two plus one? Yeah, I mean, I, I think part of what we're paying for here is a, a young player with clearly talent. Uh, locking him in that's the appeal to us uh so that that type of deal doesn't really pose plus we like players who are you know committed to san antonio want to be part of our culture be here long term uh yeah that 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 type of, of structure doesn't really appeal to us how about uh three years 33 million yeah so i think it's going the the wrong direction there that's that's more money per year and fewer years um well, but it's also your your if things go poorly, you're protected then as well. You, my sure. other concern though is not having a high enough number to build an extension off of. Like an extension is so important, state. That's fair. Um yeah, I mean, I, I just, I can't do the four years. Like, I got to have something where, like, I'm trying to find the sweet spot of getting some life-changing money, but also still having some upside at a time greater than when I'm, like, 26 or 27. Yeah, I mean, so that's the, that's what we think we're paying for uh, with this. Four. Like, you haven't been a $10 million a year player yet. Uh, but part of what we're paying for is like we want you for that four-year duration. What if we did about four years, uh, forty-four million? Give you another million a year for for locking you in. What's the most you can offer me over three years? We would do uh, twenty-four million over three. Hmm. You're a young player. That fourth year appeals to us. So you could have three All twenty-four right. I, or four forty-four. I guess I guess I got to just take it the the forty four million. Um, I'm just I'm a little worried about how this year is going to play out. I mean, I'm still probably not going to start. No, probably uh, not. You know, there's Bryn Forbes is back. There's Devin Vassell as well. Josh Primo is coming up behind me. I think I got to just take that guaranteed money. Good, good negotiating there, Dan. 
I, I think Lonnie Walker might get more, but I also don't think he's worth extending for more. So I was trying to balance that a little bit. Well, and yeah. what's, what I find a little bit amusing about this one is I could imagine this being an extension that eventually gets an agent fired, even though I think the agent is doing a good job. Like, yeah, because if he becomes like an $18 million a year player and on that third, fourth year, he's like just building resentment. There are other players <laughs> on the team that are worse than him that are making a bunch more. But you have to think about it at the time the deal's made. And like he, Lonnie Walker hasn't made that much in his career. Like, and this is this is a lot. And also, like, do we th- here's the other part, I think, why Dan put this at a really good number. But both you guys were around here is like, what kind of year would Lonnie Walker have to have to get like a 15 to 18 million a year offer? Like, I think it's possible, but I also don't really I can't really visualize how it happens practically in San Antonio. You could draw yeah. a foul. <laughs> a foul. Um, OK, let's let's move on here. We could try and speed this up a little bit as we get kind of towards the end uh, of the first round. But this one will be really interesting. That's Kevin Herter with the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, and you fit in very well for the for our team as we made the Eastern Conference Finals last year. But the challenge is we have a really loaded rotation and you can be a part of it. But also like we have Cam Reddish, we have DeAndre Hunter, we have more established veterans like Bogdan Bogdanovich. So we are willing to roll the dice on restricted free agency and see how the year goes. If like, if you want 18 million or more, we're not we're not getting there. We're not do, we're, we are not doing that for you right now. We will pay it for you maybe if you get there. But so our offer is going to be 13 million a year for four years because we're not sure you're going to be a starter for us. That's well, 452. If if we were willing to do a three year deal, could I get more uh more money per year? You could get one million more per year. So that would be um that would be three for forty two. I mean look at what like look at what Gary Trent just got. Yeah. I'm better than him. Well, you I you do certain things better than him, but it's harder to it's harder to build a defensive ecosystem and he can defend multiple positions where we think you're pretty much a straight shooting guard. So, and mean, you're playing next to yeah. Trey. Like, like, I sure looked like a pretty good player in the playoffs when I was, like, winning playoff games for you on the road against the number one seed, right? Like... Yeah, especially when the ball wasn't when the ball wasn't in your hands on a trap. It was a little bit uh, better in those circumstances. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not being paid to, to bring the ball up the court. Uh, so I, you agree with me that like the market for a starting shooting guard is 18 million, right? Yes, and we're, but and but and if you earn that this year, we will we will give it to you in a contract or an offer sheet. We're not paying it to you now. We're not. We're just not. All right. If you could do three years, 51 million, I would do that. Now we offered you four years, 52. We thought that was a completely fair offer. So that's. That's basically putting all of it there. Uh, I think we're too far apart. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, it's just, it's hard for me to, when Gary Trent got a two plus one to go back to my client and say that you should, you should take less than this and uh, take substantially less than that. Like, I understand it's an extension. There's got to be a little bit of a reduction there, but yeah, I mean, it's got to be in the, I mean, if we can't even like begin to talk until we're in like six. Um. Okay. Who's next? Josh Okogu, number 20 pick by the Timberwolves. Uh, Minnesota were willing to offer uh, you as a poor man's Justice Winslow three years, $15 million with a team option. And this is all contingent on uh, we're not trading for Ben Simmons. Uh, we won't be willing to finalize this until that situation is settled. Yeah, I, I think it's just these are the kinds of deals that just don't get done. Uh, yeah. Even though if I were a Kogi's agent, I would consider it. I appreciate the offer being made. Um, but this this is like the deal that gets made in restricted free agency when it's obvious he doesn't have any other offer. Fair enough. Then we could go to Grayson Allen, who the Bucks just acquired. Uh, he has a cap hold of 12 of 12 million. We were thinking of offering you three years, 21 million. That's solid backup. You know, like that's that's a lot of money for a player in this in this range. But we think we can fit you in the rotation, but we're not going to go much more than that until we see what you do this year uh three years 24 million 21 no no that's my counter oh your counter <laughs> 
Hmm. So that's eight million a year. Grayson is he's twenty five now, so he'll be he'll he'll turn twenty seven actually right around the time that contract starts. Hmm. I know what Taylor Jenkins would do. Call timeout. Uh, down fifteen in the last. Or or up or up fifteen. Um. God. Um. Let's do let's do three for twenty two and a half. Split down the middle. Okay. Sold. I had no idea what the hell to do with this negotiation. I especially even with or without because I think Grayson Allen's a rotation guy. Like I I don't I don't I and I don't think like he that there's the fall off there. Um. And I mean eight million. I think we're going to see that eight million for a player like this is going to look really good. But also it's a lot of money for the Bucks. Well, I, to me, I wouldn't do it as them just due to my tax concerns already haven't gotten DiVincenzo who like trading for Allen was like kind of insurance for that uh but also just because you're the Bucks, you might be able to do better than that for the minimum honestly or or reasonably well you know get get someone who can play that role I don't know if Allen can like be on the floor in the playoffs I I don't know if I would have made that offer honestly but that's kind of why I jumped on it like on another team actually you know maybe he'll just be tradable at that number or maybe that's kind of more of the thought but yeah what that was a big part of my thought yeah was yeah. was that like okay if he's you know if Grayson Allen plays like a 12 million dollar player this year then you can do that there are a bunch of teams with modest trade exceptions there are there are going to be a few teams with cap space that instead of having to negotiate with a free agent you can just get Grayson yeah I mean this what that move honestly by the Bucks felt like they're just getting him for this year that's yeah, kind of what I, I think and that's, and, and, yeah yeah so I, I don't know I mean I I, was, I could be totally wrong about that we'll see um all right who's next sir uh Chandler Hutchinson just got his his uh he didn't get his option declined it was picked up but then the Spurs waived him so we can move on to Aaron Holiday who the Wizards just acquired I don't think a deal happens here it's just it, it, this is again one of those kind of like um the one that I had for uh Troy Brown where it's like deals just don't happen in this range yeah I mean he would have to accept backup money obviously with yeah. Spencer Tinwitty coming in so you know I mean if you're willing to offer something along the lines of like a Tyus Jones you know Dan yeah. Wright sort of thing I would not okay Tommy Shepard might but i would not i don't think he would reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest but let me play devil's advocate here let's see so no that's a good thing Uh, (laughs) that's definitely not a problem Uh, reese's you did it you stumped this charming devil yeah. Uh, so the next up is Anthony Simons. Number 24 picked by the Trailblazers. And speaking of backup money, we'll offer four years, $28 million. I think it was the 25 pick. By the I think no, he was he was 24. Right? Yeah, no, I guess you're right. Wow, that's weird. Yeah, 25 was Mo Bogner. Okay, sorry. What did, what did you offer? Four years, uh, $28 million? Yep. Yeah, I mean, this is very similar to the Lonnie Walker situation. Yep. Um, you know, young scoring combo guard. Uh, Walker's really more of a straight two, but uh, has some upside, has an chance to show it yet you know I, I think unless you can get to like 12 million dollars a year i think i just want to play it out i think I, i'm gonna show something here uh, this season and damian lillard could get traded i could be the point guard of the future so I, I unless you can get to something where it's really going to you know or something along the lines of like 30 million over three years um I, I think my situation is better than walker's situation with a potential trade of lillard and or mccall uh not surprised you're taking that path up so I think we're ready to move on. Uh, right past Mo Wagner at 25 to number 26 pick, uh, Landry Shamet, who's now with the Suns. Probably the same range where extensions just don't get done, but we will be willing to offer uh, three years, $18 million. Well, I've done more than Grayson Allen, right? Like, uh, yeah, we think that. We, 
uh, <laughs> yes, we we uh, we would not have offered Grayson Allen that extension. <laughs> well, uh, we think that's, you might have screwed that... up the market there, Bucks. But yes, <laughs> um, I, I mean, I I could do three years, twenty four million. Yes, uh, no, I mean that might be about what you're worth. But we think if we're paying you now, that uh, you know, if we're taking on this risk, giving you some you know reasonable money, uh, we don't want to do that. You know what? Are you going to demand a trade? <laughs> <laughs> that, you no, know what? But, but I could do I could do three years twenty million honestly. How about nineteen? I'll meet you in the middle. Uh, the middle between when I already met you two thirds of the way. That yes. that middle. Yes, I, absolutely. All right. I, and, and I think as, as Shaman, I'm just. It seems like things have kind of been trending down from his rookie year. Yep. I don't think he's going to play that much this year, honestly, with the Suns. Right. He's probably um, their fourth guard, but also maybe out of the rotation. It, yeah, and out of the rotation potentially in the playoffs as well. Uh, and with their luxury tax concerns, they might just be like we're not interested in doing this in restricted free agency hasn't made any money in his career because he's the number 26 pick uh yeah i'm gonna go ahead and take that three years 19 million i will say it would be fascinating to see both grayson allen and landry shamit getting these kind of deals because i think what it would basically be doing is you'd have different front offices like i was just remembering like dallas has the josh richardson extension a few of these other ones that are basically just like okay we'll plan on just having a second mid-level exception next year like teams that are willing to spend and just like that they would end up somewhere else maybe not for big value but it could work all right who's up next here uh so the the rest of the first round are actually players that are were not in this conversation robert williams signed an extension with the celtics already jacob evans zanin musa and omari spellman are all currently out of the nba uh, they had options declined and they're out so that means we're out of the we're out of the first round we're out of the rookie scale entirely um so we have but we have a few other and remember this is not veteran extensions these are other players that are extending off of their first nba contracts um and the first one of those that we wanted to do is mitchell robinson and nick's here we picked up that team option we chose not to make you a restricted free agent um that may have worked out for you i i, I think that you know this might have been a challenging market we saw what some of the guys some of the guys got except for except for uh, jared allen kudos to him but we kind of wanted to touch base with you because this is an extension negotiation that can go on into the year this is not tied to the rookie scale stuff where it has to be before the season started uh how open are you to that or do you want to kind of not have the have the certainty one way or the other of what what's going on so say it one more time what is the exact offer we haven't made an offer we're just trying to see with you are you are you somebody who wants to make a deal now or would you be willing to keep negotiating into the season once we see how you play after after we kind of fit into the new Knicks rotation well I mean if you make me a good enough offer I'll make a deal now <laughs> if it's not a good enough offer then I guess we'll we'll, we'll play it out I mean so what we were thinking is Avita Zubats and Jakob Pertl and a few of those guys who had shown some starter flashes kind of like you have but hadn't established themselves as a starter something you also have not done have gotten roughly nine million a year so we'd be willing to offer you nine million a year for what for two years three years or four years whichever one of those you like the best and that's honestly not too far from what we're tied to with like the uh what we what some of us call the josh richardson extension rules like we can't we theoretically could go a little higher but we don't think we actually will yeah you know i think uh we'd want to get maybe some reachable incentives in there of a a million or so so it sounds like it's 10 million a year Mm -hmm. uh and this as mitchell robertson's agent i'm gonna take that and get my commission before he changes agents again (laughs) 
Uh, but so, okay, so if you want to do that, are, are you thinking two years, three years, or four years? Uh, three years, $30 million, $9 million guaranteed, and then we can so, do, you know, maybe yeah, like so, a making the playoffs bonus. Or... So, th- three, so 327 with $1 million per year in incentives? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's I think that's a totally reasonable. Especially given the health issues, I, I think that's actually, I would take that as Robinson uh, as well. I think it's just, it's hard to, and there's also Nerlens Noel, they're like, I'm only going to play so many minutes a game. And I mean, Taj is still there too. Um, but for the Knicks, like part of why I went a little bit aggressively here is that we talked a lot earlier in this podcast about shifting risk from player to team. When the player is going to be an unrestricted free agent, there's just a much higher chance that that you just get nothing for it, especially in some ways in Mitchell Robinson's case, because he might get a better opportunity somewhere else. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's a common theme here with uh, Jalen Brunson as well, who will also be an unrestricted free agent uh, this coming season. Yeah, uh, Mavericks here, I guess we're glad to be having this conversation after the playoffs and not before it uh definitely uh bringing down our offer uh we were thinking uh three years uh 27 million that's a good backup point guard money that's what you are yeah no i i, I was going to demand the most that you can pay the full the full josh richardson which is fifty five million five hundred sixty thousand nine hundred and sixty dollars well 55.6 yeah so we're, we're not even close here I, I think we can we can move on i mean it just the, the regular season that Jalen brunson had last year was also shooting like great percentage finishing around the rim tough defensively i mean you know i don't i'm not necessarily a starting level of point guard but i think there's our teams in unrestricted free agency that would be interested in bringing him in at you know above the level again of like a tyus jones or a Dalon wright sort of guy you know to be a low-end starter in the like you know it, i mean this is what is that 14 million a year overall like that's i mean i think that's like kind of the floor if i do what i did last year and i'm, I'm probably gonna play better this year. uh before the playoffs we would have offered you that after playoffs we'll let it play out yeah we could take it into the season too i i, I guess uh on this one well and then the next one is is unusual because lou dort is extension eligible but he's not a pending free agent or not as of right now he the, the thunder have a team option for 22 23 so that means that absent a decision on that team option they have to negotiate with dort however theoretically they could even open the door to decline the team option and build an extension that kicks in sooner i believe i believe that doesn't hit the year limit i could be wrong on that i don't know if any of you guys have that locked in right, no he'd be say that again yeah he he can't they could decline the team option and extend at a higher number starting next year as opposed to waiting until 23 24 uh, yes, because this would be a, it's still a three. It's still a three year contract. Signed, he signed right at the end of the the nineteen twenty season, so this is the third year coming up. Um, so they could decline the team option. Um, I I hope I'm negotiating with the same agent uh, who who signed that that first contract because wow, what a uh, what a team friendly deal. Uh, maybe we can do something like that again. Uh, but I'm guessing <laughs> uh, Mac Dort might have fired his mock agent for for doing that. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I was going to say because you know we have a lot of leverage here. Speaking a lot, uh, three years, uh, twenty-four million uh, to build on to uh, what we got. Well, I'll tell you what, Thunder. Uh, you guys have a shitload of cap space this year. Although I guess you can only renegotiate and extend a four-year deal, and you can only do it after third contract. So that might be a little bit early. Um, oh, you're you're going to say maybe we wait till next offseason, renegotiate that last one, and, and give you high money, and then decline from there on an extension. Yeah, you know, I was thinking that uh but i was hoping we could do that for this year but yeah. we can't yet so um, if you're if you're open to that that'd make a lot of sense for us and um you know we can see how things unfold and we could wait till next offseason yeah. that made more sense for for both of us yeah, robert so, covington yeah, too yeah um and, th- and then so, you know 
especially with how little you've gotten paid to get that all that money sooner i'm sure that'd be nice yeah i mean it's got to be really like uh, unless we're talking uh you know pretty close to the max extension i I don't think i'd be interested honestly i've had some big scoring games one of the best defenders in my position three balls improved i mean that's uh i I think i want to put it on you to make that decision next offseason so unless unless you're willing to go you know with something that's like 15 million a year uh oh i guess 14 is the most you can do um you know unless you're willing to do that then i think i don't think we have a discussion yeah i think it makes more sense for both of us to wait till next offseason okay nick uh, claxton the Nets, yeah, right and nick claxton he signed a three-year contract with the Nets, so he will be restricted next season absent an extension agreement um and as the nets we have as you know significant tax burden even though we did um offload deandre jordan recently and we're not we we don't think you've established yet at the level of that eight nine million per season like we just we haven't gotten there yet so if you're willing to take something in the five million range you could do it but i totally understand if you want to play out the market we're not going to go higher than like five million a year Oof. yeah no that's the it, it would have to be again in kind of that young promising center type of range i don't know if you guys still remember this but uh mo bamba got, got uh, <laughs> Mo Bamba got uh, three years, 25 million. Um, Never happened. Terrence Mann with the Clips. You know, after the playoffs that I had, I mean, I'm looking for uh, that four-year, $55 million deal. So this is another one where, you know, we've got the team option on you for not next season, but the following year. So, like, you know, we'd have to decline that to give you four years and, you know, replace a a $1.9 million salary with a uh, far higher salary, uh, about 12.4 million. So that's that's quite a lot there. Um, we would be willing to decline that team option, but you know, in, in exchange, we were thinking uh, four years, forty million. Yeah, well, I think we we would need to go in the three year range again. I mean, this is kind of another one of that Anthony Simons and Lonnie Walker. Although I'd consider Terrence Mann to be more accomplished than either of those guys at this point. Um, That's what I off the record. <laughs> um so if you could do you know three years 33 million we, we would do that we would do that built on your your team like after the two years w- without declining your team option uh, no 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 that, but obviously that's, that's not what you're looking for i mean we value locking you in it's similar to the lonnie walker uh simon situation where, where we value this having you under team control uh as the clippers we are willing to pay for team control um so what if we decline this um how about 444 uh, give you an extra million per year and again you could be locked in for the minimum the next two years we're only making it so you're locked into the minimum for one you know there's a substantial boost there it's not just hey this is what you're going to get instead of being a free agent this is what you're going to get for the first year instead of having a minimum salary yeah i think i got to take that the, i mean that's having not made any money in my career i, th- I think four for 44 with the team option decline um and especially being an older guy uh, as well uh i think that's that's a pretty generous deal that that seems like an offer i would have made dan (laughs) so it was a weird one where on one hand i i think uh man would might take that four for 40 because he hasn't made the money because of his age all that on the other hand i also think like the way the clippers build i don't know if they would have said no to to doing the uh the full uh uh, 55 56 million possible what what i'm what i'm wondering about with man i'm just kind of thinking out loud is yes there are a couple teams with cap space but is there a team that would give him their full non-taxpayer mid-level on an offer sheet like i i like terrence man i just wonder what that team would be yeah yeah i mean also like the the shooting magic in the jazz series kind of had regressed by the sun series he he is a he is a player who seems like he might have more value to the clippers than to a lot of other 
Right. I mean, you say tax concerns too. Uh, high tax, yes. I don't know how concerned the Clippers are by it. Um, okay. I so think they're aware of it. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Go ahead, Danny. Oh, no. That's fine. Um, so next one would be Shake Milton. Milton is in a similar situation to Terrence Mann. Um, where they can decline, they can decline an option for 22-23 and make him a restricted free agent, or they can pick it up. Mitchell Robinson's in the same boat, just a year earlier than Shake. And again, I don't think there's, I don't think there's ground for a deal here. Like he's not, he's not, he could end up being a ten million dollar player. We'll see where the bench rotation goes for the Sixers, especially if Simmons gets dealt. But the, uh, I, I just don't think we can, I don't think we can come to something right now. Okay. And uh, Nas Reed with the Wolves is going to close things out for us. There, there are a few others that might be in this conversation, but it seemed low level enough that it probably wasn't worth getting into. But uh, Nas Reed, you know, it's really been uh, talked up by uh, Gerson Rosas. Uh, this totally is- makes up for blowing the number six overall pick. Uh, Uh, this is another one with a uh team option in 22-23 and so uh i think uh we're going to offer in conjunction with declining that minimum salary team option of four years, 20 million. Yeah. You really, you just never see a four year deal at that kind of money, whether that's because players just aren't interested in locking in low money for that long, or because teams are like, Hey, if this guy isn't that good, why are we going four years on him? I actually kind of suspect it's a little, both of those. Yep. Um, well, so let's, uh, let's change the paradigm. This can be historic. Yeah. Uh, I thought you were going to say, let's change the paradigm and make a realistic offer. <laughs> uh how about three years 15 we'll do that got to get a little opportunity to to get back out there and you know maybe seize a starting center role at some point but also need to get paid a a little bit i mean four years is just too long uh, i mean we would obviously do 315 uh in conjunction with the with the team option being exercised but that's uh that's even worse than our first offer i know that's not what you mean um Okay, well, we would do that. I'll, I'll just say this. We might play more hardball uh, if we weren't so deep into this podcast. Uh, but that is an <laughs> offer. That is an offer we would do. You made it. We'll take it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that, that's like a semi-reasonable one. Although, again, probably one that gets done in restricted free agency rather than at this point in time. Just my, curio- my curiosity. If uh, if I had just said 420, that's it. Would you have taken that? I don't think I would have, actually. Okay. No. Yeah, I, I'm comfortable with 315 for sure. Yeah. All right, well. Well, this is funny. Any kind of macro observations here uh, at the uh, hour and forty minute uh, of recording time, Mark? These or, ones before with, we sign off. These ones with two years left and the next year team option. Uh, they're weird and interesting, and uh, you know they could they could go just so many different directions. Yeah, uh, you know, the, the, yeah. Go ahead, sorry, Dan. The other thing I want to mention is the well, part of what makes this year so fun is these teams that have multiple negotiations, including some that overlap. Like, I mean, I had Divincenzo and Grayson Allen, and then if you want to say, like, I mean, I don't think of them as over overlapping but Aiton and Bridges and so like some of these teams like have they can make some real shifts the magic in in where their franchise is going and so I think we'll get we'll get more information there and then there are some teams that just don't really have anything to do um and I mean at, we'll see whether there's optimism pessim- or pessimism in terms of where the money around the league is going now I think there should be some some pessimism some risk mitigation because so few teams have cap space next year and so it, I've always said that restricted free agency is about falling in love and I think there aren't as many guys that fit that description so so, oh, the other one I wanted to mention, because we didn't get to it, the negotiation lasted really long, is if the Michael Porter Jr. thing spreads out, whether it becomes the new one where it's three plus one versus the max qualifying offer. Like, is he the next guy to theoretically?
theoretically get the max qualifying offer to take the three plus one off the board if you know after this season yeah yeah the porter jr and ayton are the two and then bridges that's probably i mean bridges as far as like the market for the three and d and then porter jr and ayton as far as guys who think that they are no-brainer max guys the media has been talking about them as no-brainer max guys and you know for various reasons i would say porter jr maybe more falls into that than ayton but he's got the health stuff and some of the weirdness stuff so yeah that's all going to be really interesting uh some of those these lower level shooting guards uh, the divincenzo walker herder uh those are gonna be interesting i think all all of those guys teams will be interested in extending them and then dan as you were saying i think unless you're nikola Jokic, like who has anyone i don't think anyone other than Jokic has ever had a team option declined to be given an extension am i missing anyone i don't think anyone ever has yeah i mean there have been options declined to give guys raises but not a year ahead of time that yeah, I can well yeah of. i'm talking about sort of in this like second round rookie undrafted guy on a first contract getting that fourth year team option declined making him a restricted free agent and then uh and, and even that one was not an extension right part of that was that you couldn't even do an extension that was large enough for Jokic. so but i think even in restricted free agents that Jokic might be the only guy who's had that team option declined to get more so i mean i think you really got to have a lot of stature so actually after looking it up chandler parsons the other guy that we're forgetting that had that team option declined and then he actually ended up changing teams as it turned out in 2014 so my guess would be be that in real life none of these guys are going to get done and maybe if they were going to get done it would have to be on a much bigger discount than these guys ended up getting so um all right well thanks for doing this guys i appreciate you uh taking some time out uh, to get this all done and uh thanks so much everyone for being a subscriber as well we'll be back soon talk to you all then at bet365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every basket every game every point every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line whatever the sport whatever the moment it's never ordinary at bet 365 21 plus only must be present in virginia if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help call 1-800-GAMBLER terms and conditions apply